It's time now to get the hell out of your life. A weekly broadcast with real people, sharing real struggles, and offering real hope. Today's show will encourage, inspire, and empower you to face life's challenges with a bold confidence and renewed hope. Now, let's join our host, Ron Myers, the promoter. Hello, my wonderful, beautiful friends. I am so glad to be with you. Have you ever had something that you really dearly loved and you broke it? I seem to do that a lot, (laughs) whether it's mowers, whether it's little toys or kids, projects, putting it together. And the greatest joy when I break something is being able to repair it without buying something brand new. Our lives are the same way. Many times we are broken, but there is no repair store to go to. There is no place to go to to get repair and rejuvenated about life. Or is there? Have you thought about God as the perfect repair man? He is the one that gives us every breath of life, and he has a vested interest in us. He made you and I for a reason. So today I want to focus on that. How do we take broken things and repair them. And you're going to hear some questions that were sent in from a listener. And it's going to share some broken things in my life. Let's go to the questions right now. Uh, My name's Mike, and I have a question for you. I'd like to know more about your early childhood. Did you grow up in a Christian home or did you uh, grow up in a dysfunctional home? How did you, what was your early childhood like? It's my first question. And my second question is, uh, you said you were a promoter. Can you tell us a little more about your career? Like, where did you come from? What was your uh, professional career like? What some of the previous jobs that you held? And my final question, Ron, is if someone has a son, daughter, cousin who is uh, suffering from addiction, and uh, what type of advice would you give them here on the Mississippi Gulf Coast? If you can give a mom or a husband or a wife some advice, what, would you, what type of advice would you give uh, some type of resources that they can help their uh, loved ones who are struggling with addiction? Thanks. Well, as a child growing up in Iowa, we really weren't a religious family. I mean, we went to church on Easter and Christmas and Out of seven children, I ended up going to a Catholic school, and that's because when I was in second grade, I I was causing trouble in school, and the principal told my parents that I would not be allowed to return to school until I had a thorough psychiatric exam. So my dad took me to the University of Iowa to undergo all these tests, but these tests showed that hey, I had a a pretty good IQ and that I was bored with school. Well, my parents then transferred me into a Catholic school. I was the only one of seven children that went to a Catholic school, but I was always trying to find my way because one of the favorite things my mom used to tell me is that I was never going to amount to anything and that I was a mistake. And so I grew up as a child always trying to prove myself. At the age of 11, I wanted to take my own life. And I remember in my bedroom as a young 11-year-old that something happened. 
God, guardian angels, Jesus came into my room and there was something that inside of me said, don't hurt yourself, Ron, you have a plan. You have a destiny. So I always believed at 11 that God had something for me. Now, obviously, I didn't tell anyone because they already thought I was kind of nutty. That's why the story of Joseph in the Bible is such a, a personal one to me because I can relate to him. Uh, his brothers and his dad thought he was a little screwball because he was always telling them about his dreams. So as a child growing up, I was trying to search for my identity. And I even had business cards made up that said, I'll show them later in life because I had something to prove to my parents that they were wrong, that I was always going to be something. I didn't know what I was going to be, but I knew that God told me that I had a plan. And, um, and I will say this. Later on in life, I ended up making up with my mom and dad, and they're both gone now, and we had an incredible relationship before they went off to heaven. Now, what's that second question? And my second question is, uh, you said you were a promoter. Can you tell us a little more about your career? Like, where did you come from? What was your uh, professional career like? What some of the previous jobs that you held? The production company was never anything planned. After I spent five years in the Air Force at Keesler Air Force Base, I had the opportunity to walk into a health club as the health club manager, and I did that, and I loved it. Well, one day, a member came up to me and said, Ron, your club needs to sponsor a bodybuilding show. And I thought, boy, that's a good idea because bodybuilding had never been on the Gulf Coast and Arnold Schwarzenegger was coming on the scene. He had a movie called Pumping Iron. So I went to Jerry, the owner of the health club. And I said, Jerry, I've got a great idea. Why don't we do a bodybuilding show here and we could sell some memberships? And he scratched his head and said, no, that would cost too much money. I don't want to do that. And I said, I'll do it and I'll use my own money and sell some memberships out of it. And he looked at me funny well, I was used to it from my parents and said, you, what makes you think you can do this? And I said, well, it can't be that difficult. And so I began putting things together, contacting bodybuilders, gyms, judges, uh, the NPC organization that sponsors the bodybuilding shows, sanctions them rather. And it happened. That night on stage, as I emceed and I looked over the audience at the Sanger Theater in Biloxi, it was incredible. It was half full, people screaming for the contestants, and I thought to myself, an idea became a reality, caused people to get up out of their house, get in their car, drive to a theater, bring out money, spend it for a ticket, and I did this from an idea. And I knew that night that I was going to go in the production business. And that's when Ron Myers Productions was born. And I guess that's really when I became a promoter. 
So then I decided I was going to promote anything I could make a buck at. I mean, I did mud wrestling. I did fairs. I did concerts. I did uh, the Gulfport Crawfish Festival for over 17 years. But And I was finding something out in about the 15th year of the festival that when you are not operating in your purpose, in your destiny, things just don't go right. And you don't feel something inside. I was missing something and I called out to God. And that's when I heard, now that I have your attention, let me show you your purpose and destiny. And I began a change, a transformation that took a couple years, but I went from promoting uh, beer, babes and bikini to promoting the uh, goodness, grace and redemption of Jesus Christ. And my final question, Ron, is if someone has a son, daughter, cousin who is uh, suffering from addiction, and uh, what type of advice would you give them here on the Mississippi Gulf Coast? If you can give a mom or a husband or a wife some advice, what would you, what type of advice would you give uh, some type of resources that they can help their uh, loved ones who are struggling with addiction? Thanks. Well, Mike, that question is a very important question to me because part of my life during those 17 years of festivals, you know, I was, I, I liked my pot. I mean, I'm smoking and uh, doing things because I don't want to face the reality of the pain that I'm going through in life. So I numb it, I make money and then I numb it and I make money. It's a vicious, vicious cycle. So if you know somebody that is dealing with drugs or alcohol, you have got to get them help. First of all, pray for them, pray, and then you have got to contact different organizations. Now, I know a Christian-based one in Van Cleve, Mississippi, that gets individuals, men and women, from all over the United States. That's called the Homes of Grace. Now, if you don't want to go to a Christian rehab center, then you need to find some place or AA or Celebrate Recovery. There are so many things, but please, if anybody has a family member or someone they love that is suffering from addiction, do whatever you have to do to get them help. You do not want to be sitting at a funeral and saying, if only I had done this, if only I did this. You don't want that. I do appreciate Mike sending those questions. Friends, all of you have a voice memo on your cell phones. If you have a question, you have a comment, you have something you want to share with the audience, record it and then email it to me, ron at the promoter.org. Now you're going to hear from a lady that I met at the gym. She was reluctant to share her story of brokenness, but later she decided she wanted to share this story of brokenness because perhaps you are broken and her story can encourage you. Her name is Betty. Hi, my name is Betty, and this is my story and Joey's story. <clears throat> I lost my husband to COVID in September. And uh, God gave me 21 wonderful years with him. And his life's goal was to share the love of God with others and know that there was hope when there was strife in life. And that was mine. And we shared that passion together. 
And we had done Celebrate Recovery together for eight years. And uh, we served by showing others that we were human. We had problems, but God was going to help us through it. And he was going to walk us through it. And although I lost my loving husband and broke my heart, I knew that he was with God. And that gave me comfort. And uh, when I struggled, I've learned to reach out and talk to others because that's what God gives us. They give us other people to reach out that are godly. They give us godly messages to let us know that we are not alone and God will walk us through it. Some days are going to be hard and some days are going to be easy, but don't give up. The miracle will happen. God will get you through. You just have to start every day the same and do not forget this. When you wake up in the morning and you put your feet down on the floor, you start thanking God for what you have, whether it's waking up this morning or that meal you had or that best friend who gave you a, a kind word when you needed one. And that is what I have learned the most because when you forget to just say, you know what, I'm grateful for this, you begin to see all the bad stuff and you tend to forget the good stuff because it's a combination of both. And that is the way life is till we meet our maker. And we just have to show what we're made of. For me, I want more people to know what Joey did for others. He shared his testimony after he passed on so that others would know what he'd been through and what God had done in his life. And I am still sharing his testimony today. And I'm also sharing mine, even though I am hurting, I'm still dealing with my loss. Every day gets better. And that I do know. And one of the prayers that he had was, heal me, O Lord, I shall be healed and save me. I shall be saved for you are my praise. Jeremiah 17, 14. And that was one of our prayers that we had. And if you can go through the things that we have and say, I'm still here and I still believe and I'm still praying, then you know that you're doing good because that means that you're going to find peace. Wow, what an awesome story. It takes a lot from a broken person to share a story from a broken life. But every day I see Betty, she's getting stronger and stronger. Friends, you can too through the power of Jesus Christ. I was at a track the other day in Ocean Springs, Mississippi, and this is a real-life lesson that I saw in action, and it reminded me of my life. I saw a grandmother there playing baseball with her 8-year-old grandson. He would hit the ball, but it would not go very far. And when I got around the track by the little boy, I told him, I said, you know, you really are a good hitter. And I bet you can hit it over that fence. And I pointed to a fence that was probably 50 yards away. Well, as I started my little journey around the track again, I noticed that his hits began going farther and farther and farther. It reminded me of those times in life that I was broken. I was beyond repair in my mind, but other people looked at me and they encouraged me. And they said, Ron, there is hope. Hope is spelled J-E-S-U-S. Yeah, 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 I said. But you know what? There was a time I was so broken, so beyond repair, that I, ha that I had no choice. 
I had to call out to God as if my life depended on it. And it did. And that day I met God. That was over 20 years ago. And I have never looked back. Today I am promoting the goodness, redemption, the grace, the love, unconditional love, and the mercy of Jesus Christ. I hope you have something in your sense, your spirit, that is telling you right now that if you're broken, you cannot repair yourself on your own. And the drugs, the alcohol, the pornography, the affairs, all the crazy things you're doing in your life will never repair what you need. You have a hole that's open. It's a void because God has not filled up that space. And that space will be filled with something by yourself if you don't allow God in. You'll put crazy things in there and you'll go beyond repair sometimes. And it could even end up that you just end up killing yourself. I see it all the time, friends. I'll stop people. I'll give them hope. I'll pray for them. I'll follow up with a phone call. And it's all that, yeah, 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 Ron, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And the next time I talk to them, well, I don't talk to them again. I attend their funeral and I'm tired of it. So friends, I'm on a mission to help broken people get repaired by the love, grace, and mercy of Jesus Christ. Are you ready? If you're ready, you need to say right now, dear Jesus, come into my heart. I am broken. I am beyond repair, and I need you. Come in. Open my heart. Repair me. Give me hope. Give me optimism. Give me my destiny, my future. Jesus, I am committed to you. I need you. I am afraid that if I do not meet you right this very second, I may not be here tomorrow. I pray this all in your precious name, Jesus. Friends, this is the real drill. We have to have a sense of urgency. Look what's happening all around us. We've got to get up and say, we can't take this anymore. We're going to make a difference in this world. Are you going to make a difference? You have to make a difference. Or one day you will meet God and he is going to say, who are you? I never even knew you. You had opportunities to call out to me, but yet you ignored me because that addiction was so great. You know, friends, we've got to stop our brokenness in its tracks. We have to just be honest and open with God, period. No ands, ifs, and buts about it. I love you. God loves you. And I want you to head out this week with something in your spirit that says, I will be repaired. I am a child of God. I am a child of God. Share this podcast with someone. Check out our website, thepromoter.org, and I'll be back next week with another great episode. God bless you. Today's show was produced by Ron Myers Ministries, a listener-supported ministry. For a copy of today's broadcast, please visit our website, thepromoter.org. And would you prayerfully consider making a tax-deductible donation so that we may continue to share stories of God's amazing grace with the world? And join us next week for another broadcast of Get the Hell Out of Your Life. Real people, 
sharing real struggles and offering real hope. 